0: Down the Sidelines And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers You may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast It's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron I'm Peter And I'm Joel And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts
1: the latest in the athletic world we are part of the Showman News Network, and this is the thirty-seventh episode of the podcast on September 4th, 2013. It is September 4th. Tomorrow is the
0: first game of the NFL season.
1: Woo! Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: Have you heard like the controversy that's going on with that? It's you know Baltimore versus Denver, and you know, Baltimore being the Super Bowl champions, defending Super Bowl champions, they get to be featured in that first game. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, some with the Orioles playing in Baltimore, and that's causing some scheduling conflicts. So they're out in Denver for the game, which is kind of bucking the trend a little bit. Mm-hmm. And because you know the NFL is doing their promotion, all that stuff, there they have big pictures of Joe Flacco out in Denver, <laughs> and that's causing some of the locals to
1: be a little miffed. So go figure. It's like this. It's like this guy makes as much as your quarterback
0: <laughs> <laughs> does now that he's got getting yeah. paid. So that'll be a big one to watch. Uh, so, what we do if you you're new to the show, we do predictions against the spread. That's our big thing. But you know, before that, we get into the week's headlines. You know, the, the three biggest headlines from the week mm-hmm. in sports. Uh, this is the first episode that we're doing the NFL because it's week one of the NFL coming up. And we had last week, which is the first week of college football, so we'll also get to a recap of those games. It's a packed show; you got to keep things moving along. It's been about half a year yeah. or so since we've had something that big. It's that's gonna be fun, yeah. but we'll start, you know, with uh, the stories that happened last week. Just kind of a quick reflect, uh, you know, kind of what happened since then. So we t- we're talking about Miguel Cabrera uh, in the hunt for the triple crown. Mm-hmm. He's been injured. So he's been out for the last five games. He's going to try to come back tomorrow. Uh, you gotta think that his health is more important in the playoffs than chasing the triple crown. I know it'd be great Mm -hmm. to get a triple crown and catch Chris Davis and all that, but, uh, his health is more important for that team.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we both kind of mentioned that before we, we thought that he could do it, but we, you know, if it was going to risk his health for the rest of the season and well into the playoffs, because that's surely what we expect out of them this year. Um, then, you know, you got to sit mm-hmm. up. You
0: know? We're also talking about the quarterback issue with the New York Jets, how Rex Ryan put in Mark Sanchez late in the game just to win a preseason game, and then he got injured. And Geno Smith from West Virginia from last year is going to be the Jets' starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, and it's, um, you know, even more stories out like today even about how, um, you know, he they na- well they named him the starting quarterback today, mm-hmm. and then um, how uh, they were there's a lot of stories coming out that that was what they were going to do with the whole time apparently, which is so weird considering how few snaps he got in the preseason. I mean, it's one thing to like throw a guy in there you know after he's been in a couple of preseason games, but he didn't even really play that many. No, that's so. true. And then the one half for that you know, Giants
0: game in the preseason, three totener overs in the first half. Yeah. I uh, mean, did not look good. And a lot of people are questioning if he's ready. And uh, you know, at the same time, the Jets are just that bad of a team. Yeah. We were talking about on our NFL prediction episode yesterday that we just put up on the ShowMear News Network. And uh, that team is not going to go places this year at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I mean,. They were they were also mentioning you know the uh, you know the money that's owed to Mark Sanchez mm. throughout the whole thing, and so that's true. That, That's something that will be interesting to watch as the season goes on. You know, as he gets healthy, and um, if you know what they decide they're going to do with him, apparently.
0: Although we were talking about Jeff Toole for the Buffalo Bills yesterday, yeah, and how he was going to be the first. You know, quarterback to be undrafted, and a team was going to play him in week one as a starter. EJ Manuel's suddenly healthy enough to start yes. week one. Like, how did that happen? I know. Within
1: less than a day when we post our episode. And I was like That's crazy. eating my cereal this morning, and they were talking about it, and I was like, wait, wait, who's going to be the just starting quarterback? <laughs> like, they just said it all, and I'm like, don't they know he's hurt? And they're like, oh, well, he's not hurt. Well, then again, the Bills aren't going to go places
0: either, so you yeah. got to have a good quarterback and you know, a healthy quarterback for that kind of consistency in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then the, Johnny Manziel, the big story last week, was talking about the suspension uh, scandal that was possibly looming for his potential involvement in autographs. Mm-hmm. And right after that episode, I mean, you had hundreds yeah. who were saying that, like, you know, if he they can't prove anything and he says he didn't do anything, he's going to get off pretty easy. And he got one half suspension. Yeah,
1: it's about that's as easy right. as it gets. I mean, that's kind of like something you get for, what, skipping class or something oh, like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. Um, then more yeah. happened. We're going to oh. cover that in the replay when we get to that game because that was a whole bunch of ridiculousness. So now he, he doesn't
1: want us to stop talking about it. No, he
0: he's, he's a little drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> King? I don't know. Let's get to the red zone. We talk about the three biggest stories in the week of sports. We start at the twenty yard line because we we do like our football theme here. Uh the US Open for tennis. They're right now in the the quarterfinals mm-hmm. for the men's and women's seed. Uh you have things like you know, James Blake, who's been a you know significant US tennis player for a while, announced before the tournament that his you know when he, he exits the tournament he will retire. Uh, that happened surprisingly early. Roger Federer did not reach the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Um, he had not reached a Grand Slam final for the first time all year. And that was the first time that that had happened, that he did not make a Grand Slam final since 2002. Yeah. Uh, that's an impressive run. People are wondering if his career is over. I don't know. You might have you know a, a couple, maybe one small flash of greatness before it's the end for him. Uh, he's certainly getting near the end of his career, but you know Pete Sampras, another you know legend that he's sometimes compared to, uh, had you know one or two little flashes of greatness before his exit. Yeah. But now it's getting down to in the men's draw, you have Richard Gasquet from France moving out of the semifinals. That's the only match they've played so far. This is a weird tournament where it doesn't conclude on Sunday. No. Of course, it's hard court like the Australian. Uh, but I think on the 10th is the the final day. So, you know, we're still at this stage where they're, they've nerded the field. It's getting close. Uh, you still have Djokovic uh, against Mikhail Yuzhny. Andy Murray against, oh my goodness, Stanislas Varinka. Yeah, that's right. And Tommy Ribrato against Rafa Nadal. Who Did you see the highlight of Nadal where he <laughs> had the crazy forehand <laughs> shot? Because he's a lefty, like you can put all sorts of spin on the ball but yeah like reaching for that ball and had it kind of bend around his opponent getting in
1: that was, that was awesome yeah um you know it, i mean at least you know way i i'm kind of looking at it as you know probably murray and jokovic you know going up against one another after this probably going to make it through there i mean that was the the
0: Wimbledon final with Murray and Djokovic. Uh, Murray is the defending U.S. Open champion, mm-hmm. so I think you gotta like his odds there. So I do like Murray on that side of the bracket. You know, we had a we do make the play here on down the sidelines with the predictive element in sports. Uh, we're gonna ask you know who wins the men's and women's draws. So I like Murray coming out of that side of the bracket, and mm-hmm. Nadal's been playing very well. Yeah, and to me, I like Nadal taking this one. Um, yeah, I think Murray's excuse me on a good high right now, mm-hmm. but. You know, the early exit from Wimbledon was shocking for Nadal and he's still playing at a very high level. Uh with some of you know the plays he's been making in this tournament. I think I'm gonna go with Nadal in this one. I don't know if Murray's yeah. necessarily figured out against him. I think he feels confident against Djokovic. Yeah. If he happens mm-hmm. to move on, but
1: Nadal's a whole different beast altogether, although he is getting up in years as well. Yeah. I you know, I also have um Murray moving on to play him. Um, I, I think, I think though, um, just from his, you know, confidence that he's kind of gotten from, you know, having a good year so far, um, I, I think that that will be a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it, it'll be closer than I probably would have thought, you know, maybe at the start of the year if those two played. Um, but yeah, I've gotten Dahl winning after that, after the fact. So.
0: In the ladies' draw, you have uh, Serena Williams and Lina in the semifinals, uh, followed by Flavia Panetta against the winner of Daniela Hantuchova from Slovakia. Ooh. Hantuchova and Victoria Azarenka. Uh, you kind of like Serena in yeah. this one. Look at that quarterfinals. <laughs> That's a six she just
1: domination.
0: Six love, six love, against Carlos Suarez Navarro. I mean, you don't see that too often. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you you go a lot of times. You know, you go with people that have won it before too. I mean, oh, yeah, she's she's got plenty of experience, and probably you know the best training partner around. <laughs> That's true. And you know, in Wimbledon, like
0: she should have continued, but the match she lost in, she choked. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, she is the one who can get in her own way. Oh yeah. If that happens at all. But if she
1: plays the way that she can play, I mean nobody's really gonna compete with her. Oh
0: no. And uh, she's been playing at that level for so long too, it's mm-hmm. incredible. You gotta like that. So ten yard line. I think you want to uh, introduce this one here.
1: Oh well, uh, the pirates. You know, we're talking about how you know they've had they had a much better start to the year than anyone expected, and you know as usual they went on a losing streak as everybody (laughs) would expect. Um, But they got enough wins so far that they will not have a losing season for the first time in what twenty.
0: Twenty years. Nineteen ninety two was the last time that the Pittsburgh Pirates yeah, had I mean, a five hundred or winning a season. Um,
1: so I mean, you know you know, it's it's kind of an achievement. I mean, especially you know, you've been down so many years in the past and the possi you know, the realm possibility of getting into the playoffs and maybe winning a game or two. I mean, that's Again, that exceeds all, any kind of expectations as a Pirates fan. <laughs> um, someone who's been following them for a long time, because I, cause I live close to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it's 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 funny to see how many people, like, want to go to their games now, and all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, I, every game I've been to, they've lost. Every single game. So, um, it would be nice to go see them win a few games. <laughs> And, um, it's just, it's, it's cool. It's, is really cool when like, you know, a local team, um, like I'm sure you could, if if Detroit, you know, got into the playoffs or was having a really good season and you got to go to a game or something, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'd be like, whoa, this is cool. This is, I like if this happened all the time, (laughs) you know?
0: Well, I mean, I've been a little spoiled with Detroit Tigers baseball for the past few years, but this was a team that was right there in that same kind of position, just a, a lowly team that had not won a division since 1984. Yeah, until last year. I, I mean, that's that's incredible. Like, there was a team that you know had really struggled for a long time. So I can relate with you. I can empathize yeah. with you there. You know, really happy to see the Pirates. You know, kind of be back on top. They're right now leading the Central Division. That's going to be a Hell of a division race. Yeah. I'll tell you, especially with the second wild card, you're probably going to have both come out of there. Arizona's like seven games back. It's looking to be Pirates, Cardinals, and Reds. Yep. One takes the division, and then the two battle it out for the one-game playoff and mm-hmm. the wild card. Uh, you got to hope that the Pirates make it out of there. Yeah,
1: it would be great. I mean, especially, you know, uh, I have a friend that has season tickets, and he was like, oh, well, maybe... You know, if they make it into the playoffs, they'll be able to get a playoff ticket and you can go. And I'm like, what?
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Playoff baseball. I mean, something else. But it starts with
0: pitching, though. They never had a rotation that was worth talking about at all. Mm -hmm. And now you had pitchers performing well. Liriano
1: basically turned his career right around there. Yeah. And. Like it, it, it's also you know it's good to see like you know players like McCutcheon and stuff get noticed now because mm-hmm. their team is doing all right. Usually, well,
0: I mean he was getting noticed. He was on the MLB Thirteen the show cover. Well, I That's mean you know what I mean. Thing. Like he's getting
1: he's getting attention from people you know that you know it's like oh they actually want to play as the Pirates in that game instead of right right not.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it, it's it's great for them and you gotta point it out that in 1992. The manager that led the <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates to that last winning season was Jim Leland. Yep. Current manager of the Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. He's old. He's really <laughs> old. We make the play here and down the sidelines. How far do the Pirates go in the playoffs?
1: Um I mean I could definitely see them uh you know. Because I I don't want to be, like, overconfident about or anything. Because it's like, if there's one thing they don't have, it's playoff experience. I mean, they might have a few guys on the team that have a little bit. But that organization itself has not been in the playoffs in a very long time. Yeah. So, um, I think it might be kind of hard for, you know, some of the people. Especially, like, the chemistry there. The playoffs are so much different than the regular season. It's just always like that. And, um... So I you know I definitely could see them maybe taking um like a series and then getting and in, getting into it you know the next one with you know a team that I think overall will have more playoff experience than them, and that's what will end up you know determining why they don't go any further so.
0: Pardon me if I'm skeptical. Uh I don't think they're going to win the division. I think Cincinnati is playing too hot right now as they're coming mm-hmm. down the stretch. St. Louis is slipping. I think Pittsburgh can beat St. Louis in a single game playoff. So I think they'll make, you know, the four that, you know, baseball playoff purists I suppose are used to. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got too many hot teams right now in the National League. If you're up against Atlanta or Los Angeles, yeah. Those teams have been on fire. And they have, you know, they're playing great baseball too. So they'll need to get lucky. <laughs> and they will. They will. So I, I think they'll, you know, make it in you know the divisional round. Uh oh, is that the wild card round, technically. It's the wild card. Technically round, the wild it? card round, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I think they'll be able to make it there, but I don't see them winning a series, unfortunately. But okay. I mean, just to have them go to the playoffs, I mean, that'd be great yeah. for sure. Cool. Uh here at the five yard line. The NCAA football season began last week. I unfortunately could not see much of the game. We're doing our basement finishing, and it does not leave much time <laughs> for for football watching. But I caught enough. Uh, so we're here to talk about our takeaways uh, from you know, the week. And <laughs> I think one of the bigger ones is, as we said before, Johnny Manziel making... You know, those who love him love him more, making those who hate him hate him more. Very divisive.
1: Yeah, I, 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 don't know. It's um, it's interesting. Um, the way that that all went about. You know, everybody, I'm sure, was thrilled to see him out on the field again in that second half. They needed him uh, they <laughs> on the that field. That's another thing we can kind of take away from that game is that um. Texas AM defense. Um not looking too stout this year. Well, oh, they were saying that they were missing some playoff or you know, players uh, suspensions,
0: I, but like excuses, excuses. No, I mean,
1: yeah. You gave up thirty one points to Rice. Yeah. I mean, that game, you were not supposed to need him. It it would have been interesting if he didn't play. It's true. The whole game. Um and so So tell them uh, tell them what happened. Okay, so um, what was it? Was it his last? Yeah, it was his last touchdown, I believe. He he, uh, you know, made a really good play, and threw a touchdown pass. And um, you know, after the play was over, um, he started talking smack to one. In, was it a defensive back? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, on uh, the Rice team, and kind of um, what was it? Did the like you know, get you know, get away from me. I know you want my autograph. <laughs> kind of. He's motioning for the <laughs> autograph. Um, which is, I mean, that's really not cool. Not <laughs> considering smart. Considering what just happens. And um, what I was a little more concerned with afterwards was, you know, when his coach was yelling at him and he was just absolutely ignoring him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, not only
0: that, and it was also the... You know, pointing to the scoreboard on sportsmanlike conduct penalty.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, yeah, his coach benched him for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, if I was a coach, I'd do the same exact. I, I he, you, You've you got to get some kind of control of this kid because he is supposed to be the leader of the team. And if if the rest of the team sees him acting like that, they're going to think it's okay to to just, you know, not be good sportsman. But he did
0: play great, and that's the one thing that's going to wipe it all away in the oh, minds of, of fans. And yeah. you know, when he scores, he does his money celebration. And considering, like, just got off the hook for a supposedly not being paid with a loophole that, <laughs> and, oh, oh no. a friend might have gotten the money, I didn't know. Like, and, you're still going to go with your little your celebration that you apparently he did last like,
1: year. The whole administration wants him to play. All this, like, I I bet the coach is just like, crap, <laughs> like, like I mean I'm sure he's like, oh I love you know I love this kid because he's helping me win games and stuff, but I'm sure he's not happy with his attitude. Yeah. Um, I don't know how anybody really could be, and uh, also from that game we got to see a uh, ejection.
0: That's right. That is another big one. I mean this is the rule we were talking about a few episodes ago. Where when you're targeting the helmet and you make contact, you get ejected.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I do not agree with the call, though. I mean, if you mm-hmm. watch, like, I guess you could say the receiver was defenseless, but he hits him square in the chest.
1: Yeah. With the and, shoulder. Um, so give him a penalty if it's defenseless. He yeah, was not the, hitting the helmet. At the game that I was at on Saturday, um, one our, one of our safeties, who I mean, he just kills people. Um, it, I I believe they were teaching him better tackling techniques in the off season, so he wouldn't get flagged for something like that. He hit the guy squarely in the chest, just like that play. He didn't get flagged. Yeah, I think it was just the whole turning around thing. And you could make the argument
0: to say it was a def- defenseless receiver, but yeah. it was not targeting. And this no. is the, one of those things, like, yeah, it did not cost Texas A&M the game like we had you know talked about during that episode. But it's a new rule, and I think the referees misinterpreted it. Yeah, I think they're
1: just throwing the flag to, be, to err on the side of caution kind of yeah. thing. But what ejecting a player does is it, Makes them sit in the next game a little bit. Yeah. So I I mean, that's half is it? Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. It really is, especially on that defense that looked a little shaky. Um, I mean, at least it's
0: not for the Alabama game. So yeah.
1: I mean, you just can't. I I don't know. It 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 just seemed really strange and out of place. And I wasn't. I don't know if I if there were any others. Um, There might have been another. When That was just the main one that I saw. So,
0: uh, Other games that stood out, uh, Michigan State looked terrible on offense. Yeah. That mm-hmm. It might be one of the worst offense. They got two defensive touchdowns because they do have a great defense. Uh, but without that, Western Michigan might have come into East Lansing and popped them. Uh, that's looking like a struggling team. They have four quarterbacks that they're considering for the number one spot. They don't know who their quarterback is going into week two. How do you do that?
1: I... I think you've got to decide God, because usually that's when you've got, you know, you're at least stepping up in a level of competition. Um, I don't know. Um,
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, some of these other games here. Oh, well, uh, I we can't, we can talk about this one too. Jameis Wilson, Winston, excuse me, james Winston, uh, freshman quarterback for Florida state has nearly a flawless debut see I was considering picking him as my highs when we were doing our predictions and I'm like mm-hmm. no a freshman's not going to win it in back-to-back years
1: yeah
0: i week 1 i know way too early to call he was the player of the week
1: yeah i mean it it definitely helps him that he has got so much skill around him um sure. and he's got a good offense i mean he's got good protection he's he had forever to sit back there in that pocket and mm-hmm. I mean he can he can move it out of the pocket if he needs to, he's athletic. But um that I think that right there, having you know, knowing that oh I can just sit back here and check off and check off my reads, look, you know, oh the third receiver's open. And he's fifty yards downfield. He I the other thing that really surprised me is my gosh, that kid can throw. I mean he just like flicks the ball thirty mm-hmm. yards like it's nothing. Um he was I one mean, of the
0: top-rated quarterbacks coming out of his class, though. So
1: Well, I mean, a lot of times they say, oh, well, he's going to be the best quarterback that place has ever seen. And there have been a lot of really good quarterbacks at Florida State, but yeah, there's you couldn't start any better than he did. It was um, pretty fantastic. Yeah, I mean, why that really excites me is because I think that Clemson-Florida State game is going to be so much better mm-hmm. if we can rely on Florida State to score in that game. Oh for um, sure. Uh Washington, wh- where did they come from? That was that's a beatdown. And it's kind of
0: making some some waves here in Michigan cuz there's a writer for the Detroit News who is an AP voter. Yeah. And he does not have Michigan in his top 25, but he has Boise state still in the top 25. And everyone's like, <sighs> "Well, then you got to put Washington above them." Like you're trying to make some sort of statement with you know, he thinks like the Big Ten isn't as good, and it's like trying to further agenda through an, a vote. Like it's causing some controversy here, well, but I,
1: Boise you State, get, like they got popped pretty badly. Yeah, I think after this weekend, he can decide. You know, what he thinks of Michigan. Oh, well, that's, that's true. Because they're they're clearly going to get tested this week. So that's, it is the big test. Yeah.
0: But the biggest story from the weekend uh, is all of the. FCS schools of the Division One Double A schools that just came in and they won games against the FBS schools. One in particular being Eastern Washington, yeah. coming into Oregon State, twenty-fifth ranked team in the country, beating
1: them forty-nine to forty-six in a rather exciting game at the end. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so exciting! It was like, and I caught like just the very end of it too. They um, kind of held them off at the end, um, but yeah, I mean. You know, there's uh what, two Big Twelve teams in there that lost. Um, I think Iowa State and Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you had the list of teams that you know won. Why don't you run down those there? Um, shoot, let's see. You sent it to me in a text. I know. You her, so, yeah. I, know I have it here somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean schools that really, you know, not really. When you think football, it's not really what you think. But in their own divisions, pretty good schools, uh, uh, competition-wise. Uh, Towson was the first one they beat. UConn, um, Eastern Illinois. Is, I don't know who they beat. Um, Southern Utah, uh, Samford, McNeese State, Northern Iowa, North Dakota State. They were the ones who beat Kansas State, and that they looked really good. North like, Dakota I feel like
0: State's the defending.
1: Champions I feel like they through. could have beat a lot of teams oh, in that for sure. first they, game.
0: They are a very good um, team.
1: And then Eastern Washington. So, uh, but, I mean, very impressive. Uh, you know, just speaking from someone whose, t- whose team just played um, <laughs> William and Mary, yeah. my gosh, like, I was just amazed at how good they were. Um, they had a receiver who I think could have played for anybody. Uh, I mean, we couldn't cover him at all. Um and we've got we've got probably two of the best safeties in our conference. Um, I don't know. I mean, the quarterback did not make any mistakes at all. I think we only were able to get to them like once or twice. Offensive line ro- looked really good. Um, we were able to run the ball against them. But what surprised me is that usually those teams, because depth wise, they don't have the same they don't have you know the same depth as teams in a higher division. So, usually they wear down pretty early, you know, even before halftime. I mean, it took us four quarters to beat them. And I don't think we're necessarily bad. Um, But, you know, we'll find out this weekend. (laughs) We'll see, indeed. We make the play here. Will
0: another ranked team be upset by an FCS team this year?
1: I don't think it's going to happen. You'd have to look in the schedule and is it usually sec teams that have them late on their schedule
0: right you have a, a matchup that's going to be like an 80 to nothing beatdown written all over it in alabama versus georgia southern later yeah. in the year like in mid-october and that's gonna be awful I, they don't have too many of these scheduled anymore i mean beyond the first few weeks then you're into conference play, and that's with how big and the conferences think, are getting. And I think
1: the first week is the best opportunity for them to win. Oh, because for sure, you could sneak up on some a, t- a team that might not have the quarterback settled, or you know they lost a lot of defensive starters. Defenses tend to get better as the season goes on. Quarterbacks tend to get better, yeah, as the
0: or, or they're just rusty, and yeah, they're gonna play down to an opponent like that.
1: So, yeah. I mean, I, it was it. Uh, I feel like. Maybe it was the first game for Virginia Tech and Michigan. And, uh, the, the, like, James Madison and Appalachian State. I feel like, wasn't that the first weekend?
0: Appalachian State was the first weekend. Um, (laughs) because I remember watching that game and then, uh, it followed up right with. Was that Oregon? No, 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 no. Sorry. That was. Rich Rod's first year was Utah when they were still really good, and then followed up by Oregon, like the first year that they were dominant. They, yeah, Appalachian State was the first game. And And then James Madison, I think, was was the second for Virginia Tech.
1: And and, and again, like the other thing that you can watch as the year goes on is those teams that lost those games. If they end up, like, ranked at the end of the season, then you know that that team that came in and beat them earlier in the year was much better than you thought. Because,
0: Michigan, yeah, Michigan lost to Appalachian State in Lloyd Carr's final yeah. year, and, and then they, they went. went like,
1: they won their division. They or?
0: ended up going to the Capital One Bowl, and so they beating second. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah, that's technically finishing second.
1: Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, because it's Rose Bowl. I think, really, yeah, like, yeah, like ten, and, Ones.
1: ten and two or something like that.
0: Yeah, something to that extent. They ended that's up beating record. They ended up beating. Urban Meyer in Florida when Tebow is still the quarterback there. You yep. know, the one year that they didn't win a championship. So, it still
1: ended up being a good team. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. I think that that Virginia Tech team the loss of James Madison, ended up being pretty decent. I That's mean, true, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So, we go into the replay. Uh, we're quickly covering the uh, spreads from last weekend. We really have college football to work through. And then we look at the scores and really small things that jumped out to us uh, in the game. We already talked about Rice at Texas A&M. It was a (laughs) minus 26.5 game. Uh, A&M put up 52, but they gave up 31. So a spread of 21 means that Rice wins that pick when Smidges are picking against
1: the spread there. Uh, Then we got uh, Syracuse at Penn State. um, And uh, what was... what, did we figure out what that ended up
0: being? I think it was a plus eight, uh, but we both you know picked Penn State and they won okay. by six. All right, uh, that was a close game. A lot of field goals early, mm-hmm. uh, but Penn State they kind of struggled a little bit. They pulled it together. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what Syracuse does next week against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State at Oklahoma State. And I thought you know I personally thought you know they usually had good starts to the season the past couple of years. Oklahoma State, with their multiple quarterbacks, uh, came in and stomped them pretty good, 21 to 3.
1: But, the, like, early in the game, like, they looked really awful. <laughs> I, like, apparently, as the game went on, what, what surprised me is Oklahoma State's defense being able to hold them to three points the entire mm. game. That does not sound right. You know, yeah. usually they're giving up 20 points a game, at least. So, What about Bam and um, Vatek? Oh, well, um,. It's, it's funny because, you know, Alabama beats them by 25 and there's people who are, like, upset about this. You know, especially SEC fans, Bama fans, uh, all the commentators being really tough on them and stuff. Look, Alabama didn't play well, but they still won by 25 points. So, um, I don't think there's any reason to be alarmed or anything.
0: Christian Jones had a great
1: game, kick return and a punt return. Yeah. That game, uh,
0: he he changed the entire game. would have been absolutely. completely different. I mean, that, yeah, that's Beamer ball.
1: You know, minimize, and he had a receiving touchdown.
0: That's Wow. I mean, the special teams <laughs> is where you play Beamer ball and play well on defense. Now, Virginia Tech did play well on defense. They were holding Alabama
1: to, what, 80-some yards in the first half? Yeah, I think they are going to have a, probably one of the better defenses in the uh, ACC. And A.J. McCarron already threw a pick.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the point spread was 19, so they do get... You know the pick there for winning by twenty five thirty five to ten. Georgia at Clemson, uh, that game absolutely delivered on the hype there. Oh my gosh, it's um, awesome. Yeah, we bid, both picked Georgia, but you know for Clemson and Taj Boyd to really step up. I mean that's it just it's going to make for a great ACC showdown at both
1: yeah.
0: uh, schools, you know, for Clemson and Florida State come in.
1: Yeah, it's definitely making like it's it's setting up you know the ACC to be. Very, very relevant this year, and who maybe gets to go to the national championship game. Um, and then the LSU TCU game. Um, that one, um, I think. Think you picked LSU. I picked TCU. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, it was close there for a while. Um, I think what surprised me more than anything was it was higher scoring than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think especially the fact that that game was so competitive that long TCU is definitely going to be in the discussion for the big 12 title. I mean, you know, they went in there and they gave it LSU, you know, all they could handle really. That's part
0: of the thing with those, you know, out of conference games. I mean, it's okay if you run into a buzzsaw and, you know, face a really tough team, you just got to come back and play yeah. your conference games. Those are the ones that matter for the end of the year. And, you know, TCU is, they're looking all right. In the end, yeah, we said Boise State and Washington. I mean, wow. Washington State favored by three and a half, but winning 38 to six. Wow. And
1: and a lot of us thought that that spread should be bigger. We thought mm-hmm. that Boise State should win by a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, watch out, Pac- Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Because that's a good win. I think that's a good Boise State team. I think they just got <laughs> shell-shocked in that first yeah. game.
0: No kidding. Uh, Central Michigan visited my Michigan Wolverines uh, with a th- spread of thirty-one and a half for the maize and blue. And uh, Central Michigan did not have a couple of their best players. They really did not show up to play. I don't think it's a Michigan team, and I did the same thing last year. Well, I, last year, no, that's not true. With uh, Alabama, I thought they were going to get smoked. But in these kind of games where they're playing, you know, lower you know, ranked opponents are just even if it's you know, low teams in the FBS, I don't see them
1: blowing out teams, but fifty nine to nine happens I think you've got a legitimately good offense. I think it's going to be pretty good this They've year. They've got
0: a lot of kinks to work out. Just lost the backup running back, Drake Johnson, to an ACL injury. So you still mm-hmm. have Fitz Toussaint, you still have Derek Green, who's the highly touted freshman coming in from Michigan, which is their Highest recruit at running back in years since like two thousand three, uh, but you know the offense will be okay. The defense did well. Denard or Devin, <laughs> look at me, Saint mm-hmm. Denard Robinson. Devin Gardner threw two really bad interceptions. One was at the start of the game. They're on the five or ten yard line and they're in shotgun. They're passing. He should have just started like running the ball down their throats. And he throws. He eyes down the receiver. Throws a, a quick out and. The cornerback just reads it, stopped it at the five yard line, and you know, the defense held in their first series. I mean all the other three field goals. It's, it's
1: good when you can throw two interceptions and still, you know, have a comfortable win. I, I I think especially because it's so early, you know, it was the first game. If he can like learn from that, if he can like learn what he did wrong in that, it's only gonna help him as the year goes on.
0: He's got to or else he's gonna get smoked by Notre Dame this coming week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you had William and Mary at
1: WVU. Yeah. um, You know, big spread because, you know, oh, they're a lower division team. But as we talked about, like, a lot of teams impressing, you know, lower division teams winning games, not just keeping games close, but winning games. So I was just thankful. It was such a hot day. (laughs) I got such a bad sunburn. And I was just happy to get out of there with a win. You know, we didn't know who our starting quarterback was going to be, but I think it's pretty much decided. Like they decided who it was, and and now we've got, you know, we know who it is going into a big game this weekend. Mm-hmm. That sure is important. Now we went three and four on the week.
0: Um, not too good. <laughs> We're getting back in the swing of things, but we did have you know some sminges partake at our forums at showmeyournews.com dot com slash forum. You know, they, they pick the same games against the spread and it's a little friendly competition there. And we had Detlef Schrempf, who also goes by Joe Bush. Uh, that's his name, Joe Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: five and one. And,
0: and that doesn't I, make sense. And, I'm sorry. That would be he, six, that's,
1: that's six and one. Sorry. Does he represent Kansas? He does represent huh? Kansas. Well, then I bet he's happy with what happened in Kansas State.
0: <laughs> there you go. So I'm sorry. That's, that's six and one. I'm getting back in the swing of things, too, here. So that that's my fault. Uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Very first mm-hmm. week. Very good job. Right now we move on to the pick six where you pick this coming week's games against the spread. And it's an interesting week in college football, that's for sure. Uh, we start with Florida at Miami plus 3 at noon Eastern Time. Plus 3 meaning that the road team, Florida, is favored by 3 points.
1: Mhm. Um let's see. I've got Miami, <laughs> mm. and I don't know why. I think it's just because um, I really like their offense this year, I and mean, they're going to be better on defense. Um, you know, we ta- I think we talked a few weeks back uh, on the preseason show about how I was thinking Miami was going to be a lot better this year. I think you were saying that too.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we um, both
1: have. Miami making that
0: uh, ACC conference.
1: Yeah, there was definitely a reason that they were... That that spread for that game was so close this year. People who have been going to their practices and watching them. And, you know, they came out and they played well in their first game. Um, The thing with Florida is that I still think they're going to struggle in office this year. They've got a lot of playmakers, you know. You've got... You're you're from the state of Florida, you know. There's just so much talent down there. Um, But I don't think... I don't know necessarily if there isn't some quarterback on that roster who is going to take the reins from the starter this year, um, because I, I I feel like it's going to be a little bit of the same of what we saw last year, where they were winning games very ugly, but when you know when they got outmatched, they really got outmatched, especially there at the end of the year to Louisville. I think it's going to be an ugly
0: win for Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. Their defense, I think, can. Maintain and contain Miami a little bit, and I think you know the playmakers on Florida's offense break through on a not as stout miami defense and it's okay for them to lose this one, like I was saying when it's not a conference game, you know they can lose this one, you just gotta win the games in the a c c and I think that mm-hmm. is certainly possible for this Miami team, uh especially in their division, so chalk me up for the gators plus
1: mm-hmm. three. I was gonna say if the if Miami could beat Florida, then that's another really big statement from the ACC over the SEC.
0: Oh, well, for sure, yeah. Just like you know, last week with Vatek and Alabama. Mm-hmm. Next up, Cincinnati at Illinois plus seven and a half, also at noon Eastern. Uh, give me the Bearcats. Illinois is a rather dreadful team in the Big Ten, probably one of the worst teams, to be honest, and. You know, Cincinnati, they're right up there in the AAC, the American Athletic Conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they had a pretty good performance this past week. They're looking to be a good team. Looking really good. (laughs) So 7.5, I think, is nothing. Give me at least 14.
1: Yeah. um, I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well. They're my picks to... um, Compete with Louisville this year mm-hmm. in that conference. I, I think that they have, you know, enough on offense and defense that, you know, they could even beat Louisville in a game. So, Oregon uh, at Virginia, plus 21 and a half
0: at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. 21 and a half. What do
1: you think here? Um. Okay, so I watched uh, Oregon's game because it was on after ours. On Fox Sports One. Because That's right. Former TV Speed Channel. Because I wanted to have more fun. <laughs> 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 um, and, you know, they were just going up and down the field. I believe that point spread for that game was 56 or 57, something like it's that. Nichols State. And um, they covered. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I know I you know, that one and eleven last year in Nichols State. But um I, they they do it against everybody. Um and you know, I, I think Virginia could be better this year, um for sure. But you know, twenty one and a half, that's a pretty low spread for Oregon, the way that they really don't stop. Um, the thing that's kinda scary about them is their backups. Um Can still move the ball down the field, Um, and I think they will. Um, So I've I've got Oregon covering this. This is a no-brainer. It's only
0: reaching maybe this low because they're on the road. But give me the Ducks going into Virginia Cavaliers, Uh, twenty-one and a half, more like (laughs) (laughs) thirty-five. It's not going to be pretty. Oregon's just—they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. South Carolina (laughs) at Georgia. Look at Georgia. Clemson week one, South Carolina week two. Not pretty. South Carolina at Georgia, minus three. Bulldogs the favorites at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. I've got Georgia. I think they're good enough to hang with Clemson. You know, it's a it's a relatively positive week. And again, it's out of conference, but you got to focus on winning these conference games. And that starts right now with the SEC. Mm-hmm. The big opponent, Jadavian Clowney, I think... You know, we were talking about how to, you know, kind of take him off his game a little bit. How we don't think he's going to be, you know, a Heisman, you know, candidate and all that. He's going to get double teamed. he get chop blocked. It happened against North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And you think, you know, Georgia can do the same thing or something similar? You know, Aaron Murray, short passes, neutralize Genevieve and Clowney there, and... Yeah, it was a shootout between the two defenses, so I will see uh, you know Georgia you know be tested here, but I don't think South Carolina is necessarily a offense that is threatening to move the ball in the same manner against that defense. So I got the dogs
1: by three. Um, well, I've I've got South Carolina. Um, I think that South Carolina's overall defense is much much better than Clemson. Um, Clemson's defense looked a lot better than I expected, and they got, t- I mean, they got tons of pressure on Georgia, um, late in the game, and, um, it just, they were having trouble convert. I mean, if they convert a first down or two, they clearly would have won that game, they would have went up by two touchdowns, and I don't think Clemson would have come back, but, um, they kept getting stopped, and, um, I think that South Carolina will put together enough offense to win this game. I think what what they'll do is they'll shut down Georgia's running game, mm. force them into long passing downs, and then get after the quarterback just like Clemson did. Very interesting. Next game means a lot to
0: you, your West Virginia Mountaineers. Go into Norman, Oklahoma to face the Sooners of Oklahoma. Yeah.
1: Minus 20.5 at That's... 7 p.m. Eastern. That's. I think that's the largest um, point spread against us that we've had since like the Fiesta Bowl mm. when we went to play Oklahoma. Um, I I feel like we can keep the game close enough, um, I, so I don't think that they'll win by three touchdowns. I think maybe we, like uh, we could tack on a late touchdown at the end of the game or something to cut that down. So I'm just going to take us because I don't think they'll beat us by three touchdowns. It is a big
0: spread, and I almost went with West Virginia here, but I look at that 1-double-A game, and I know. It's you know it's the early week one. They had a good receiver. I get that. But it does not inspire confidence when I'm looking at the scores, and I'm like, oh man. Joel is at that game, and they almost lost to William and Mary? So... Forgive me if I don't have the most confidence in your team, and I know other West Virginia fans listening to this. When it's three touchdowns and that can cover, if it was like twenty one and a half, I would probably go West Virginia here. But when it's that margin and you know the defense seem to have difficulty with that, I'll go Oklahoma here.
1: I, I like the reason that I'm going with that is just because. Um... I'm basing a lot of what I saw last year hmm. um and I don't see how in the off season um their rush defense could be getting could get that much better. I know it looked alright in in their first game, but that's our strength this year, clearly. Our best player is number 3 on our team and um you know, he had 120 yards rushing. Kind of a workman like performance. But we've got, you know, three or four backs this year, a couple of transfers, and really fast freshmen. I think we'll actually be able to run the ball against them. And, um, I mean, because last year, gosh, you could run it anywhere you wanted to.
0: So. What do you think are the odds
1: of them springing the upset? Um, I, I don't necessarily think we will just because, um, I feel like, uh, you know our, our offensive line in pass protection, that's where we're shaky, I think. Um, and I think that if we, we need to be able to move the ball down the field. We need to be able to throw the ball down the field. We didn't try to. I don't know if they were holding that back for ne- like next week or what exactly, but our receivers were dropping passes. And, I mean, that could have completely changed that game last week. It wouldn't have even been close. So... Um, unless we throw the ball down on the field no i don't think we have a chance hmm. then
0: espn comes with college game day to ann arbor and the big house where notre dame comes to take on michigan for the last matchup in the rivalry in ann arbor where that series ends next year uh, very interesting game uh, here on the schedule minus three and a half michigan favored by that much Hmm, 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 hmm. I have the Wolverines. I know I kind of doubted them last week, but that's because I don't like the team in blowout wins. I don't think that usually happens that much. But Michigan was winning three straight games against the Fighting Irish coming into last year. And when you throw five interceptions, you're going to lose that game. And you know, I was saying, it was probably a couple episodes ago, that even that game was close. That came down to a last possession.
1: Yeah.
0: I think... I hope it's time someone exposes Notre Dame as not as good of a team as last year. They still have a, a strong front seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I also like Michigan's defense, that matchup against Tommy Reese, and who he does have the experience, but I don't think he has the pure talent.
1: Yeah. I think uh, it's kind of about what each defense is built to do and then what each team is built to do. Mm-hmm. Um Michigan I think can throw the ball over top of Notre Dame. Um, You know, you said that they got a running back hurt. Well, I don't think that's going to matter in this matchup this week because I don't think they're going to have to run the ball nearly as much as, you know, running into the strength of the Notre Dame defense because that's clearly, you know, if you watch them last year and then the first game this year, that is what, you know, their strength is on defense, that good run stoppers. I think Michigan can throw the ball on them. And I don't think, I don't necessarily think that Notre Dame will be able to do the same to Michigan.
0: I hope you're right. I mean, it comes down to Devin Gardner's play. If he throws two interceptions again, I don't see him winning. Mm-hmm. So, but I think they'll play well enough. I've got the Wolverines. And you do too? Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. Well, it comes down to our extra point here. Uh, because we both have our teams that we represent playing in the pick six this week. Uh, if that's the same with you, you know mm-hmm. well for your extra point you'd pick the team that you represent in their game, but if they're on a buy or if they don't have the odds attached, we've got Washington State against USC, Southern Cal, uh, minus 14 and a half for the Trojans at 10:30 p.m. Eastern. I'll take the Trojans. Uh, Washington State is still a team that's kind of in rebuild mode and USC had a pretty good performance last week. Now they're not the, the world beaters that they thought they're going to be you know coming into last year. But you know with Marquis Lee on the outside, I think fourteen and a half is reasonable in that Pac twelve um, matchup.
1: And don't they have um the running back back?
0: I think they do for this game for Silas mm-hmm. Red. Yeah, he was yeah. out the last one, the Penn State transfer
1: from what, yeah. a couple mm-hmm.
0: years ago. He should be back.
1: Yeah, um I think you know, they could cover seventeen points. Mm-hmm. Something like that, you know. Two touchdowns and a field goal. Um I just think they're generally more talented than that Washington State team. I think uh, that team's maybe a year or two off from getting the players um, there that, that you know, he wants to run that offense. Mm -hmm. Because um, we've seen what he can – we've seen what he did at Texas Tech, you know, and – so yeah, I I just think that you know, not not quite they're not quite there yet. And right. um Southern Cal's got enough talent to win that game.
0: Mhm. Look, it's the NFL here in week 1, some very interesting matchups for sure. We start with Atlanta going down to New Orleans in an NFC South matchup,
1: minus 3 favoring the Saints at 1 p.m. Eastern. You got in that? I've got Atlanta. Um, again, like we were saying on the prediction special, we think New Orleans is going to be better this year. Um, you know, they're not suffering from, um, you know, losing players. Um, but I, you know, I still think Atlanta is the the class of that division, and um, you know, could definitely win by at least a touchdown if they played. You know, probably not the best game that they could play. So. Saints defense is awful
0: Matty Ice is going to throw over to his big receivers and I don't think it's that close Atlanta give me the Falcons mm-hmm. Minnesota at Detroit NFC North showdown minus 5 favoring the Lions at 1pm Eastern time I don't have too much faith against Detroit they were 0-6 against division opponents last year mm-hmm. and while I think they'll be better this year Minnesota's had their number bit as of late the big thing is going to be Jared Allen on the pass rush against Riley Reiff, second-year tackle, their first-round pick last year. Uh, that's not going to be a pleasant matchup, and unless you know Stafford can, you know, sidearm sling pass to Reggie Bush, uh, we're going to see here. Christian Potter is another you know big uh, factor in that game, but Adrian Peterson could just as easily run the ball if he you know, gets past the first level against the defensive line. I've got Minnesota in this one. I'm so surprised that Detroit's favored by that much.
1: Um, well, I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, and my, my reason for their offense being successful in this game is I think Reggie Bush comes in and makes an impact right away on those passing downs, you know, especially like um, as a third down back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think w- to negate the pass rush, they're gonna throw him a lot of screens, and he's one of those players that you know gets a three-yard screen and turns into a twenty-yard play. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I think they'll, I think they'll be able to stop the run enough that they'll be able to force pressure, make make Minnesota pass, which is not what they want to do. Right. Um, so yeah, that's why I got Detroit. Tampa Bay Buccaneers going
0: to New York Jets plus three. The Bucs being favored 1 p.m. Eastern time. Darrell Revis coming <laughs> back to New York. Who do you have in this one?
1: Uh, I've got Tampa Bay. Um, you know, again, I'm still not sure about their quarterback situation, but I'm way more sure about their quarterback situation than the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be really tough for Geno. Um, you know, I mean, the limited amount of preseason time that he's played, um, you know, seeing NFL defense, he has lots of trouble with zone blitzes, and that's what you see a lot in the NFL. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Tampa Bay.
0: I've got the Buccaneers as well. Um, I think the over/under in Vegas for the New York Jets for wins is six and a half. <laughs> so people taking the over. Would have seven wins for the Jets this year? Hell no. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be a pretty season for the New York Jets. And I, I think Geno Smith does not play terribly. But I think Josh Freeman with more experience. I wonder if Geno Smith is going to somehow want to test Rebus Island. Yeah, no. Uh, and he, he better <laughs> not. But if that happens, you know, game over. Um, yeah. Give me the Bucks by three in this one.
1: Um, To cover three, at least. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then we've got Green Bay at San Francisco. Good matchup. Yes, definitely.
0: I think they had that early in the week last year. And And, uh, uh, that was a good one. Four and a half? Yeah, four and a half at 425. Mm -hmm. Give me the Niners. Um, I think, you know, at home, Kaepernick. You remember what happened? I think it was the last time (laughs) they played... It was that play that ESPN likes to show now for their NFL insiders where they run the zone read and the Green Bay defense gets turned around and Kaepernick goes untouched (laughs) like 50 yards or whatever it was. That's what happened the last time. Um, And I don't see Green Bay's defense being too much better than that when you lose an important piece like Charles Woodson. Um, Aaron Rodgers will play okay. But, you know, you got to like that San Francisco defense. Give me the the Niners
1: to cover that four and a half. Yeah. San Francisco's clearly got a much better defense than Green Bay. Um, you know, Green Bay's going to have to score a lot of points to win because I don't think they're going to be able to stop San Francisco. But that's really tough against San Francisco's defense. And uh, it's just kind of scary. to think Colin Kaepernick's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. than he was. Um well, off season of work. Yeah. So uh yeah, I I've got San Francisco covering this.
0: New York Giants going to Jerry Dome. The Dallas Cowboys minus three and a half. With him Cowboys favored. It's the Sunday night football game on NBC at eight twenty PM yeah. time.
1: What do you think of this one? I've got I've got the Cowboys winning this first matchup between them. I think you know Get the game in Dallas. Um, And I just, I give them a slight edge over the Giants this year in that division. So I I think that they can, you know, spread isn't too big. They can cover that. I'm going to take a page from Chris Berman and give me the G,
0: man. (laughs) I don't think Dallas has beaten the Giants since that stadium opened when games have been played in that
1: stadium. It's a curse.
0: It is a curse. It's that big scoreboard that hangs over their heads just like a weight of trying to beat the New York Giants.
1: Getting them punts stuck up in the...
0: Even if Dallas wins by a field goal, <laughs> give me the Giants in the spread. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just... I know they have a really bad defense, but I think that curse I uh, can mean something a little bit going into this game. That's yeah. a big hurdle to overcome. Um
1: I, I mean it's been uh, a few
0: years. <laughs> and they're a division really opponent. Has. Come on. Last and, game is on and, Monday and night football. It. They do have two games on Monday night football, but honestly, who cares about the Chargers and the Texans? I mm-hmm. think so. The more interesting matchup here is the Philadelphia Eagles. Chip Kelly bringing his offense to the NFL against the return of Robert Griffin III, RG3, in the Washington Redskins. Philadelphia at Washington minus three and a half. It looks like the late game at ten
1: fifteen. Yeah. Um, I bet Chip Kelly wishes he had Robert Griffin the <laughs> I bet he does. Um, but now
0: he's got aging Michael Vick. Yeah. And why would I pick the Eagles? I know I picked them to win a wild card berth this year just out of nowhere just to for the amusement of if it happens to occur i've got the redskins mm-hmm. yeah i think robert griffin the 30 has got to have a big coming out party here Yeah, you know, he's been waiting to play for so long and to have a really big game to kind of show the haters and show mike, mike shanahan who's been being so conservative with you know, how they've tried to manage this injury. Mm-hmm. He's ready to go. Yeah. The defense is going to play well. Give me the Redskins.
1: Yeah, I think I think that defense is, like, the real big difference in this game because, I, you know, I don't – I think, like, he'll want to go out there and make a lot of plays and stuff to show everybody. But I don't think he's going to have, like, a, a amazing game statistically. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to need to either. I think that defense will shut down – what Philadelphia is trying to it'll it'll be really interesting to see because you know Philadelphia gets to try out this new offense against a pretty good defense, like right away. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it, I would recommend everybody try and watch that game. Well, it's gonna be
0: tough for those of us who can't stay up late, <laughs> but try to see the blur in motion. DVR. There you go. Well, it's gonna be an exciting week of football. A uh, big weekend. If you want to make these picks, you know, go to our forums at slash forum We do have these picks up right now. People of the Showmene News community are starting to pick against uh, these spreads and see if they can beat us on a week by week basis. Mm-hmm. And judging on how we did last week, we <laughs> could be easily beaten. So test your luck. Yep. Anything else we got to add, Joel?
1: Um, no, I'm just looking forward to. NFL starting, another week of college football.
0: God, I'm looking forward to watching college game day in Ann Arbor. They Ooh. always pick the same place. <laughs> and I know because you are going to that school and everything.
1: Oh, man. It's so funny, though, when like you see people you know oh, who, are, <laughs> who just live in the area, but they have nothing to do with it, and they're holding up like a ridiculous sign that has nothing to do with
0: anything. <laughs> yeah, and you were almost a bit on uh, on TV during the West Virginia game.
1: Yeah, I was, like, really, really close to being on there. <laughs> but so someone was blocked. What, your what face it was that got is that your hat like there. I was like, eh, like I don't really care. <laughs> and if I would have cared and jumped up a little bit, I would have been on there. So. Yeah, block your sports face. Won. They fun. got your
0: hat. They got your Bringing hat. The fun. <laughs> All right. Well we'll be back next week and with another week of predictions and whatnot and you know the latest sports stories. That's what we do here on down the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at S-M-Y-N Sidelines. And search us on Facebook uh, for Down the Sidelines. You've got to soon reach that follower uh, account where we can actually say Facebook.com slash Down the Sidelines. <laughs> with that, I am Peter. And I'm Joe. We hope you enjoy the week of sports. Take care.